Police say Ontario reported roughly $5.4 million in losses to emergency scams last year, far more than any other province. OPP and RCMP say the $9.2 million lost to emergency scams last year is four times higher than the year before. They have joined with the Canadian Anti-Fraud Centre to launch a fraud prevention campaign, and that will begin on Monday. Now, Ontario's reported losses for emergency scams outpaced what we saw in Alberta at $1.1 million and Quebec at under a million dollars, 732000 Again, Ontario was at $5.4 million. Now, emergency scams can include a lot of things, including grandparent scams. That's where someone calls a senior pretending to be a grandchild, says there's an emergency, they need money. Uh, John Armit is a detective constable with OPP's Economic Crimes and Corruption Unit and joins us now. Uh, appreciate the time today. Thanks for having me on. So I gave the Coles Notes version a moment ago, but what would qualify as an emergency scam? Well, emergency scam is any sort of scam where they're playing on people's um, urgent nature and trying to manipulate them with their emotions uh, to try and extort money from them. Would a grandparent scam be the most uh, popular or more maybe most well-known version of this? It's uh, one of the top ones, and it's uh, it's exploding in Ontario. We've seen that happen over the last year, and so this is why we're trying to have a fraud prevention campaign and raise awareness so friends and family can speak with their elderly uh, um, relatives. Why do you think we are starting to see it more now as of late? Well, I think... Um, the scammers have just uh, figured a, a great recipe on how to get money out of uh, out of people, and um, they play the, the the part well. You know, we'll see scammers uh, call these elderly people and purport to be a family member in peril. Uh, for instance, uh, maybe they've been arrested for impaired driving, or they ran into a pregnant woman who's uh, having health issues now because of it, or, or found massive amounts of drugs in a car. And so, on that, they they believe their grandchildren or relatives are in peril. So they will jump uh, to the, the nearest financial institution, get uh, under $10,000 out and hand the cash over to the scammers. We see it all the time in particular when it comes to maybe uh, cyber crime. Uh, they can be, uh, you know, fraudsters can be very convincing, but also in that uh, personal range, you, you evoke someone's emotions and these fraudsters can be very convincing. They really are. I've actually listened to uh, an audio tape um, of a scammer, and he played actually three roles. The first role he played was the the grandchild in in, uh, an emergency situation. Secondly, he played a a law enforcement official, and then he played um, a lawyer or a crown attorney. And what they're trying to do is they're trying to make it seem like people uh, need to give bail money in order to get these people out of jail. And that's just not the way your justice system works. Uh, if you're to be a surety for someone who's in custody, you have to attend court and you don't actually give money. You promise to give money. So that's the awareness we're trying to get out of people. It just doesn't work like that. How difficult can it be to investigate some of this sometimes? Because I know, and there, the stat was in um, the release that was sent out by OPP, RCMP, and the uh, Anti-Fraud Center, but having done this job for a while, I know people can be embarrassed when they fall victim to something and they may not want to come forward. Yeah, yeah. So um, there was a study done by McMaster University that believed that 5 to 10% of people report their frauds. Um, and, and that just makes that number that we provide at the top uh, staggering. And, you know, when you talk about the complications of investigating this, um, these bad guys are, are hiring couriers that may not know much about the situation and attend to pick up the money and the cash. 
And then they'll call the seniors up again, and then I'll ask uh, money to be sent in a package through a professional courier services across Canada. We're also seeing in Western Canada the use of cryptocurrency involved uh, if they can't send couriers out that way. So they're using that as, as a form of money laundering in order to uh, obscure the police path and uh, make it difficult to track these people. Ontario far outpaces some of the other provinces. Do you know why that might be? Uh, there's a bigger population here, I guess, but uh, do you know why that might be? Yeah, you hit it right on the head. Um, when we look at all of our 30 fraud pitches across Canada, and, and our fraud um, numbers have jumped 40% from year over year. So 380 million in reported losses, and you think of that's maybe 5 or 10%, and this year it's, it's 530 million. And it all correlates to population density. They don't care who you are, they just want your money. Do you think the pandemic has had an impact on this at all? I mean, people are home more often. There's maybe a, an opportunity to, to, to catch people and maybe people are just bit generally kind of on, on edge right now. Yeah, absolutely. I, I started my succumbent in the Canadian Fraud Centre in 2020 and I couldn't believe how busy it was. And it just continued to amplify during the COVID uh, pandemic. And I think it's because people are getting more familiar with technology at home um, and we're a clickbait society, you know, we'll, we'll, we believe in what we see on the screen. And I always tell people, be your own detective, go online, type in whatever you think it is, plus fraud, and you'll be amazed to see what's out there. So what message uh, do you want to convey uh, during this uh, fraud uh, prevention campaign? What sort of conversations should people be having with family or friends? Yeah, so one of the great tips that I, I uh, want to get out to the, the public is reach out to your, your elderly family and friends. Uh, let them know about this. Let them know that um, law enforcement won't tell you there's a gag order not to speak with anyone. Uh, law enforcement won't ask for cash at your door. If someone's in custody, you have to attend. Be suspicious of these phone calls that ask for immediate action and hang up. Then call your local police or call contact your family member that was in peril directly and your local police. And remember, never send money or cash or cryptocurrency gift cards to anyone who you don't know. And, and if you uh, you do get victimized, you know, contact the Canadian defraudster and your local police. Yeah, I was just going to say it's really important to report that so that you're not, uh, you know, you're not doing this alone. There are resources in particular, obviously, you know, p- police that can help. Yeah, and we have a great website at the Canadian Fraud Center. Um, and even if you haven't been uh, victimized, but it's been attempt, you can report it to us. This information all goes to uh, help us identify the trends and the patterns. So our website is a great resource for all this information. And uh, we have a one triple eight number people can call in, or you can report your fraud online as well. And just for people to know, the website would be just the Canadian Anti Fraud Center. That's the website people should go to. Yeah, antifraudcenter.ca, and the 1-800 is one 495 Super. It's an important message. I appreciate uh, you uh, sharing it with us today. Thank you very much. Well, thanks for raising the awareness. That's uh, John Armit, a detective constable with OPP's uh, Economic Crimes and Corruption Unit.